We are in a series called Relationship Goals. We have a tiny RAM model. Um, so if you really want a piece of paper to write on, uh, Grace will pass these around. If you just want a piece of paper and you already have a pen and you want to take notes, or if you want to take notes on your phone, you can do that. If you have your book, if you want to open up um, to, uh, this is number four, if you want to take notes there. Um, so just to recap where we've been. Because maybe you missed a time, or you're just confused. Um, this is the RAM, Relational Attachment <laughs> Model. And it's supposed to be for all relationships. So with your parents, uh, it could be dating relationships, it could be friendships. And it's supposed to tell you how you're supposed to, in a healthy way, develop relationships, and how to know when a relationship is out of balance. Um, so remember, we don't want to say a relationship is bad. We want to say it's out of balance. Um, and so one of the laws that we learned the first week is the law of the safe zone. And that is that nothing on the right should get higher than what's on the left. Okay, So we, I kind of made a joke. like We've all known people, um, like in a group project, we've heard this before, where you have to rely on someone, you don't know them, and you don't really trust them. And, right? and it's, so it's an out of balance scenario. We've all known people in high school. Maybe you've been here yourself where you know very little about the person. Um, you have very little reason to trust this person. You're relying on them a lot. You have zero commitment because, you know, if they find somebody else, um, and then you guys, you know, you find that person, they're just like touching you a lot, right? So we've had these out-of-balance relationships. It might not be you, but you've seen this. If you haven't seen it, you haven't watched TV enough because it's here. It's like every, um, every relationship. Or, oh, that's so romantic. They fell in love. They slept together the first night. Is that... That might be romantic to you, but it's out of balance and it's risky, um, which is why it makes for good movies, because there's heartbreak. Um, so the law of the safe zone. So how much you know someone should, should help inform how much you trust them. So man, I, I, if I know you, I, I know your background, I know your family, I know, I know that I can trust you, and so then I'll place my trust in you. Um, and the more that I trust you, the more I'll actually put that trust into action, which is reliance. The more I rely on you, the more we have this um, level of commitment. And the more we commit, the more that we touch. And so touch is not, we're going to talk about this in two weeks. Tanner Lowe is coming to talk on touch while I'm not here that Wednesday. So, haha. Um, <laughs> no, I would love to talk on that. But um, touch is not just a sexual touch. In all friendships, if someone were to come up to you and hug you and they don't even know you and you don't know them, that's weird, right? You'd be like, well, bro, wait, wait, don't wait. hug me. Um, in other cultures, is that what you're going to say? Or? No, every time. Yes. Yes. No, yeah. And how do you feel? Do you feel uncomfortable? Say you feel uncomfortable. I feel great. He feels great. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, here's you are not helping my sermon at all. <laughs> Cut that out of the podcast. Um, so here, here's where we're at. So, um, we are in this no section. This is where we've been camping out. So we've been trying to figure out what is it that you actually need to know about someone. So the first week, we talked about how you need to know your family background and the other person's family background, um, especially in dating, because if you don't know their family background, those things are going to come up, because dating, long-time long, long relationships and marriage, it is just a fertile ground for baggage to just turn up and say, look, I've been here the whole time. And you're like, whoa, you've had that crazy stuff going on. And I didn't know, because um, I, I love the word like love is blind. It sounds so romantic. It's terrible. What if you were to say, like, a good driver is blind? That's not true. A good driver runs over children in the middle of the street. 
Um, why would love be any different? Sorry. A blind driver runs over children. Cut that out of the podcast, too. Um, um, I'm not going to say anything right now. Um, what I'm trying to say is um, being, blind is, being blind to anything is not good. Um, we talked about last week how you might be blind in a relationship, especially romantic relationships. For the first 90 days, you have those hormones are firing. You love this person. You feel like they're the one. After the 90 days, why do most high school relationships break off after like three months? It's literally, it's, be, it's because science tells us that that's when that, uh, those endorphins and that stuff is dying off. And so that's when you realize, whoa, actually, some of the crud that you actually had in the beginning that maybe I looked past because I was, had my like, blind love uh, eyes on, now I can actually see it. So we need to know. We need to know what's really going on. So we talked about family um, background. We talked about um, attitudes and action, actions of your conscience. So we talked about conscience last week and compatibility. This week, we're starting off with um, family scripts. And I'm going to get to there in a second. But the reason why it's important for you to know this stuff about friends in your life and relationships is because, the first point, relationships, our relationships influence us. Everyone say that out loud. Our relationships I want you to think about the time you got in most trouble. Think about it. Time you got in most trouble. I don't want to say it. Don't say it. Think about it. You did the dumbest thing. Maybe it was yesterday. You remember this time. Now, a lot of you, you might say, you know what, I did that on my own. But for me, very rarely do I get in trouble alone. Very rarely do I get in trouble alone. The dumb things that I've done in my life have been because someone else has said, this is going to be awesome. No, it's okay. It's okay, because it's okay for me to do it, and my parents said I can do it. And it, it always leads with that. There's somebody else that's pulling. Has anyone ever had this, where like the thing that got you in trouble, like you would have never done this on your own. You would have never walked off that cliff. You would have never walked across that room. You never would have done that thing, but somebody else did it and was there and pressured you. This is why like no one ever does drugs for the first time alone. Right? It's always, hey, come, come do this with me. Right? No one ever... Does, does those things on your own. We usually don't get in trouble alone. Um, that's why the only time I ever got in the principal's office, the only time I ever got into a fight, this is the one time. If you heard this story, you're going to hear it again. Um, there I was, middle school, Santiago Santanas. Um, pump it up. Were you really? Yeah, you were. We, um, so there was a field um, from where like the school offices were and where my house was. And they didn't, the administrators at the school didn't want us to cross the field. They wanted us to go all the way around the field using the sidewalks. But I wanted to go straight across. You know what I'm talking about, right? They still do this? What, do, do they let you walk across the field now? Well, <laughs> come on, guys. Um, so, yeah, they wanted to get around and, like, to, to go across the field would save a considerable amount of two minutes. And it was, would be a really big deal. So my friends and I, we just kept walking across the field. And there was another group of, of guys, two dudes, uh, and they would also walk across the field. Frank and Benny, we'll just call them that. Uh, Frank and Benny, they would walk across the field, and it was me, my friend Kevin, and my friend Allie. Um, and we, 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 we would have to like, throw our backpacks over the fence and climb over and hop down. Basically, something happens where the Frank and Benny hop over the fence, and then Allie's going over, and she throws her backpack, and then she jumps over the fence, and she nails Frank in the face. His glasses break. His nose breaks. He's bleeding, okay? And then I jump over the fence, and I'm like, wee! And then I come down to this craziness that's beneath us. Um, you know, people are like, so, did I say Frank? We're going to say, is Frank bleeding at this moment? Yeah. 
I'm not saying their real names because you might know them. Uh, Frank is bleeding in this moment, and uh, they get up and they're like, "All right, we're gonna fight you." I don't know if those are the words that were exchanged. They're probably more explicit. Explicit. There we go. Um, and they wanted to fight us. And so what I do, um, I take the kid's backpack. I, I take Frank's backpack, and I just start running with his backpack away from the scene. Because I'm not going to fight, but in my mind, I'm like, at the end of it, he won't have his backpack. Um, and I turn back. So I, I've, at this point, I've, I've hidden both, I, I've hid both Frank and Benny. I've hid their, their backpacks. And I look back, and Allie, my friend, um, she's getting married this year, by the way. She was my neighbor. She's, she's awesome. Um, but she's... She, is, she has taken Frank and Benny, and she has taken them. She's tall, right? She's like probably like almost six foot. And she's taken them by their hair, and she is swinging them around. And there's blood on her shirt everywhere. And then she throws Frank into a light pole, OK? Um, anyways, Frank and Benny end up running away. And Allie, Kevin, I don't know what Kevin was doing. Allie, Kevin, and I end up going home. At this point, I've stolen the kid's backpack. Um, and so the next day, we get called in the principal's office. Long story short, the principal's like, basically staring me down, like, how could you do this? You know, and, and, and I'm like, no, it wasn't me. It was Allie. She did it. Because they, they had assumed it was the guys or whatever. Um, and but I, I guess like, what, what I'm, I guess the point here is I would never have been involved in, in a scenario like that. Because for me, like, there's fight and flight, and I'm like, run. I'm flight guy. <laughs> Uh, I would never have been a part of a fight that was the closest I got to, but it was just because of, of Allie. Um, that's a silly illustration for a point that um, our friends influence our trajectories. You, you will become the average of your friends. If you have a friend who's really, really good at, at, at academics and really smart, and then you have a friend that you hang out with that, that doesn't care at all, you will become the average of those two people. All right, if you have a friend, this is just what happens. We are the average of the people that we hang out with. Um, very rarely are you like the person that's like influencing the most. Like there's someone so organized, so focused on school, so caring about their family, and they're hanging out with all the people who don't. If you hang out with people who are joy-filled, um, are filled with life, make good decisions, people that actually build others up, you'll become a person that builds others up, that is joy-filled, that encourages. If you are a person, um, if you hang out with people who are cynical, who gossip, who are always frustrated, who are always angry, you will probably become like them. Because they are, man, th th that is the center of their universe, and you're going to get pulled in to it. Um, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. You become the average of your friends. Um, scripture says it like this. Um, Walk with the wise, and you'll become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of... Did I have two at the same? Nice. Um, but the companion of fools will harm them. Bad company corrupts good character. doesn't matter how awesome that you are. Um, if you are the only person that cares about those things, if you're the only person that is trying not to gossip, if you're the only person that's trying to, to love people, if you're the only person, you're trying to hold ground against the kind of people that are trying to take it from you. Um, this is why it matters who we pick as our friends. Um, so um, there's another list of verses here on the next slide, right? One who um, has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Um, so our friends matter. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Your friends help change the trajectory of your life. But this doesn't mean that you just bail on people. You're like, oh, see, Joel told me I can't hang out with you anymore. Um, 
we were talking in, in the leader meeting before, this is about discernment. It's not about judging people and saying, this person's the worst. See a worst person, never talking to you again. It's more being um, smart about the people that you give. The, who, who has the biggest, um, I guess, who do you listen to most in your life? Who is feeding you the, the most? Who, who, is, who is telling you the most about who you are? The people that are on the inside, those people. I would say your best friends need to have the same values as you do. Your best friends and the people that you date need to have the same values as you do. If they don't, you're going to get pulled into whatever value they have. Okay? That doesn't mean you don't have good friends that have different values or different places. It doesn't mean you have acquaintances. No. Your best friends in your life need to have... Life is so hard and there are so many voices trying to pull you in so many directions. Don't, your best friends need to have those same values as you do. Um, or else you're going to get pulled into whatever they're doing. Um, so friends influence. So find friends that influence you in the things that you want to be influenced in, right? We tracking? We good? All right, cool. So tonight, we're just going to camp on this for like five minutes, and then we're going to be going into some small groups. We're talking about examples of relationship scripts. A relationship script refers to the typical habit or pattern of how someone relates to, some, uh, to something else. A relationship script refers to the typical habit or pattern of how someone relates I think it's supposed to say someone else, not something else, um, although it could be an object. Um, so what this means is we need to get to know. So say, hey, Alex. Um, Alex is my friend. So if I'm getting to know Alex, one of the things I want to get to know, do I want Alex to be, you know, what, what do I need to know about Alex? Do I want Alex to be a really good friend in my life? I would want to look. I want to be a detective. I want to look, how does Alex treat his other friends? How does Alex treat his family? How does Alex treat the barista at Starbucks or the guy in and out? People only have a certain amount of scripts. They only have a certain amount of things, the ways that they interact in relationships. And so if you're trying to consider, should I date this person? Or should this person be one of my best friends that I give that, that, that position where I, they can tell me what life is about and who I am? Um, you need to look at how they treat other people. Because eventually the ways that they treat others will make their way back to how they treat you. The ways that they treat others will make their way back to the way they treat you. Has anyone's mom ever said um, to you, like, if your mom's ever said, the way that you treat me is how you're going to date your, your future wife? Or maybe your dad has said, the way you treat me is how you're going to treat your future husband. Has anyone ever said that? Yeah. Yes. My mom says that all the time. It's so annoying. I don't even know if it helps. I got, seriously, she would, every time I do something, Joel, that's the way you're going to treat your future wife. And I'm like, thanks, mom. Awesome. Here's the thing, here's the thing, it's true. I hate it, but it's true. Um, the way that you treat others, you're not all of a sudden going to grow up and say, now I'm going to treat women differently, now I'm going to treat men differently. Oh, oh now I'm going to treat a family differently. Now I'm really going to care about my family where I didn't care before. No, you only have a certain amount of scripts, and you're going to end up just kind of going back into that script that you have. And so here's what we need to do. So if you're like, should I date this person? Again, I'm not saying that you should date right now, but we need to think about these things before you consider them. Um, you're thinking about, should I date this person? Should this person be one of those best friends in my life? You need to look at how they treat their family, their extended family, their friends, their teammates, their teachers. If they cheat and lie in class, why wouldn't they cheat on you? Why wouldn't they lie to you? I'm just wondering, why? Why would they? Because that's who they are. That's their script. And so you're like, whoa, I cheated in class last week. So this is also an evaluation for us. What are the scripts that we're living into that Jesus wants to rewrite and he wants to make new? Um, 
your acquaintances, your strangers, people of other cultures or backgrounds. We need to investigate how do the people we let in the center of our, our life treat those people. Um, they might treat you a certain way at first during that 90-day period. If you're, if you're dating someone, they might treat you in a certain way. And, and, and everyone else around you, have you ever had this where like, you feel like they're treating you and they, they're treating you like a princess or like a king, but everyone else is like, they're toxic, run, why are you with this person? Has that ever happened to you? That's because other people don't have the blinders on and they can see, wow, how that person treats their friends, that's going to come. Why, why, can't, why can't Susie see that? Why can't Mark, why can't they see that? It's because they're blinded to it. Be patient with them. Um, love them through it, but you need to know, you need to be willing to hear what your good friends tell you about the people that you put in the center of your life. If your friends and your family say, hey, this might not be good, listen to those voices, because um, they might see those things that you can't see, because you're blind to it. Um, so uh, tonight, we are going to head to some small groups. We're going to talk about that. Um, we did not talk about skills in relationships tonight. Um, so if you have your book and you want to go through that and read it, it talks in, in your book, you talk about skills, like how do you solve conflict? It talks about how do, you, um, how do you share openly with someone? How do I know if I'm sharing too much? How, how do I become a good listener? Um, that's in there. Um, so, so check that out. That'd be really good for you to, to look at. So um, let me pray for us, and then we're going to head to small groups. So God, um, I just pray against a sense of judging others right now um, because we need to recognize that we have been living into some scripts and we've been treating people in ways um, that don't reflect who you are. And in those places uh, that you're revealing, that's where you, your grace floods in. Um, God, help us to, um, to not let our decisions just be overcome by our feelings but you have given us the gift of this series so we could actually look at relationships and step back and ask, is this healthy? Is this good? Because relationships matter. And you've given us people in our life that can change the trajectory of our, of our, our purpose, of our future. And you want us to have people that, that do sharpen us as iron sharpens iron. So help us find those people to bring to the very center of, of, of who we are. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.